In the evening, when the son sat in the room with his mother, the silence made them both feel awkward. Darkness came on, and the evening train came in at the station. In the street below, feet tramped up and down upon a board sidewalk. In the station yard, after the evening train had gone, there was a heavy silence. Perhaps Skinner Leeson, the express agent, moved a truck the length of the station platform. Over on Main Street sounded a man's voice, laughing. The door of the express office banged. George Willard arose and crossing the room fumbled for the doorknob. Sometimes he knocked against a chair, making it scrape along the floor. By the window sat the sick woman, perfectly still, listless. Her long hands, white and bloodless, could be seen drooping over the ends of the arms of the chair. I think you had better be out among the boys. You are too much indoors, she said, striving to relieve the embarrassment of the departure. I thought I would take a walk, replied George Willard, who felt awkward and confused. One evening in July, when the transient guests who made the new Willard house their temporary home had become scarce, and the hallways, lighted only by kerosene lamps turned low, were plunged in a gloom. Elizabeth Willard had an adventure. She had been ill in bed for several days, and her son had not come to visit her. She was alarmed. The feeble blaze of life that remained in her body was blown into a flame by her anxiety, and she crept out of bed, dressed and hurried along the hallway toward her son's room, shaking with exaggerated fears. As she went along, she steadied herself with her hand, slipped along the papered walls of the hall, and breathed with difficulty. The air whistled through her teeth. As she hurried forward, she thought how foolish she was. He is concerned with boyish affairs, she told herself. Perhaps he has now begun to walk about in the evening with girls. Elizabeth Willard had a dread of being seen by guests in the hotel that had once belonged to her father and the ownership of which still stood recorded in her name in the county courthouse. The hotel was continually losing patronage because of its shabbiness, and she thought of herself as also shabby. Her own room was in an obscure corner, and when she felt able to work, she voluntarily worked among the beds, preferring the labour that could be done when the guests were abroad seeking trade among the merchants of Winesburg.